And welcome everybody to Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sternling. I am Tony Perbonanzi. Connor Ennis is on a date. Or he was on a date. With his wife. So he had a busy day. And then he also has some... Uh, his throat doesn't feel good. Which mine didn't feel good yesterday either. Uh, I thought, oh shit, I got COVID again. But no, I took some allergy meds. It must be just allergies again. Uh, because in Minnesota, uh, as you guys know, in the fall, it gets cold, and it gets hot, and it gets cold, and then the weeds, and then the, the, the pollens, and the bullshit. So, I've never struggled with allergy, allergies, but isn't it, uh, isn't, I thought the spring was the worst time, or is it the worst time? Uh, the spring also. is usually the worst yeah. for most people, but yeah, fall has bad oh. allergies. I had fall allergies. Yeah, I didn't, mm. I didn't get allergies until I was older, so that's my, that's my problem. The crazy thing is, I since moving down here, I haven't had allergies. Well, because hmm. it's Florida. Well, I know, but there's a lot of different pollens down here. Yeah, that no, there's not. not <laughs> I think Florida. there might be. I think there no, might be. I'm a botanist. I know these things. No, I'm not. <laughs> right. uh, no, that's it, allergies, whatever there. But uh, guys, I, I want to tell you that uh, we talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I have a new pet at home. It's a guinea pig. His name's Coco. Uh, my youngest daughter now has figured out that Coco is so trained that she can have him in in her in her bed with him with her, and they can like watch TV and watch uh, the computer together. Nice. And the guinea pig just lays there and like does a little squealing like he's happy like shit. Huh. Weirdest thing ever. But he just lays there like all me 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 me. You know, it's like holy shit. I walked in there today and like there's a guinea pig just laying there watching TV with her. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, is that another dog in the house? Because I, I already have Draco. And uh, which we'll talk about Draco when we talk about last night's game, because he was not a happy dog. So, uh, but yeah. Um, Anything else going on this week, guys? Uh, a lot of people I know have COVID that's coming around again. School started COVID, 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 COVID. Uh, anything else, guys? Any cool things happening around you? No, I saw another gator today. Oh, there you go. In the wild. Mm-hmm. That's well, a few miles man. from the house. Fifty well, or did fifty? A few miles. A few oh, miles. A few miles. miles. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, there you go. That's I mean, not too terribly exciting, but not when you live in Florida now. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of was in the beginning, but now yeah. you've been there for like a year, so it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Everyday, everyday occurrence down there. You know, oh, I did want to mention David. I was really, I was happy, but I was kind of a little bit disappointed because I saw that Hurricane Fiona was coming out of the tropics and moving towards Florida. And I was hoping maybe, maybe we get a podcast during a hurricane. Right, right. Yeah. But unfortunately, Fiona is going to take what? a quick, quick turn up the uh, outside of the East Coast there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, there's still plenty of storm season left for me to do a, on location yeah was wasn't it just this week david that you were you, you kind of pointed out and sent us a couple pictures that you got uh significant <laughs> rainfall I mean, oh, yeah, because yeah. of that storm was, was it be, it was this week wasn't it yeah it was on a wednesday i think it was yeah yeah we got like three and a half inches in wow two and crazy. a half hours crazy um and i i sent you guys i think I, yeah i sent you guys a video yeah. of yeah. the uh of the um drain storm drain bubbling up in water because it was so full yeah 
Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, you can walk past our storm drains and you can look down them and the water levels about eight inches from the top. Well, isn't, wild. isn't that the yeah. problem in Miami now? I mean, parts of Miami, the problem is the water level is so high now that yep. there's parts of it that are like, we, we're going to have to redo shit again. That's, that's interesting too, because it's not like it's, it's in a place that doesn't typically get rain. Obviously you have plenty of rain down in South Florida, but um, yeah. so they're getting, that just goes to show you how much rain. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know if any of there's truth to this or not. I, I heard this explanation that um, the, the water table in South Florida is so high that on a normal basis that when it rains a bunch it creates an it creates an equilibrium in the water pipes huh? so between the rivers the lakes the water table the pipes filling up everything just balances out and there's no place for the water to go so it just comes up well i mean most of south florida is a swamp anyways isn't it oh yeah yeah i mean the everglades i mean that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, this was all Everglades until they developed it, you know, yeah, 100 years ago. So what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like people who live in the desert and now they're like, oh, we have no water. Well, what'd you expect? <laughs> you live in the desert. Yeah. You know, I, I saw just saw an article about that um, from like the Atlantic or something like that. talking about how population growth in regions of the country that can't sustain the population mm-hmm. is increasing exponentially mm-hmm. and it's kind of like what what do you expect is going to happen here you can't it's a it's a fucking desert yeah <laughs> i mean what do you what do you think is going to happen they want to uh divert that one of their plans is divert part of the mississippi river over to uh new mexico and arizona uh i guess there's some like lock and old lock and dam down in louisiana they want to take yeah. that divert it over to them and everybody's like, eh, eh, no, no, uh, yeah. you I chose mean, to live in a desert. Yeah, it's it's called move. Yeah. Oh, I live in a state with 10,000 lakes. And a lake called Lake Superior. Yeah, it's I mean, it's in, like in, like like we, you mentioned New Mexico, but lots, uh, I, well, I'll say Las Vegas, Nevada kind of been dealing with the same kind of issue. Yeah, California, Utah, same way huge huge droughts in recent history but like in this i mean technically they go through monsoon season um it happened this year significantly worse than other years that i can recall i've never been out there during a monsoon season but like we're talking about drainage and stuff and you you guys have probably seen some of the videos Mm -hmm. of the water just rushing through the streets everywhere on the desert because there are for the most part there are no there is not such a thing as a storm drain so when they get that much rain it just flows down the street in the middle of the desert too a friend of mine sent me videos he's literally out in the middle of the desert in between las vegas and laughlin and he was stranded there for an hour and a half because you had just flowing water across the road and just significant water it's just a sight to see yeah you know what's worse than a a rattlesnake a swimming rattlesnake (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a good one yeah exactly because i mean it, i mean because really I, i've gotten to see some of the out in western colorado i got to see some of those flooded that flooding and it's yeah i mean it, it picks anything up any type of wildlife starts you know snakes obviously can swim so if, if there's a snake there and the water comes through it just goes up to the top and it just yeah. kind of swims yeah. along until it reaches its end point yep but uh yeah i mean the the water out there is crazy when they get it they get it it's bad yeah yeah, I uh, 
guys, I hate to change subjects, but just quickly before we move on, I just got a text from my sister-in-law, Jamie, and she's very excited. I already knew about this, but they're rebooting Quantum Leap. Do you guys know about oh, that? Yeah, I saw, I saw I a commercial for that. Yeah. Is it Peacock or something? Like Peacock, that? yes, yeah. which I just actually signed up for this week. Uh, and it's crazy. And the, the cool thing about it is, like, you know, they've re- rebooted MacGyver and Miami Vice and some other things, but they really didn't have anything to do with the original show. This show, this is going to take place, I think, 30 years in the future from when the original Quantum Leap happened. And this guy is going to go back and look for Dr. Beckett. No kidding. That's oh, interesting. You mentioned MacGyver, and I didn't really watch the reboot of MacGyver, but no. uh, I was I I was a huge fan of the original MacGyver. Loved that oh. show. Loved it. And yeah. uh, growing up, and uh, but I I saw the I've seen I've seen several previews for uh, Quantum Leap, probably because of Peacock, and uh, I never watched a single episode of the original Quantum Leap. But what? I tell you what, this the and so it was almost it almost looked like a new show to me, and I, it looks really really cool. Mm-hmm. But, Oh, man. Yeah, I watched the reboot. Yeah, Dave, I've seen maybe five episodes. Of- oh, you guys are missing yeah, out. I've- the only problem I have with it is, uh, of course, that uh, uh, Scott Bakula, the original Quantum Leap guy, hasn't really decided if he's going to be in the show yet. If they're just going to like, he's a, they're going to find him or whatever. And of course, his sidekick Al Dean Stockwell is now passed away. So sure. those, uh, I think he's passed away. I'm pretty sure he has. Uh, but that that's the kind of if you guys were watching the show that the, those two were like who made the show they're they're back and forth or what made the show so i'm interested I, to see what they're gonna do with this show and, and you know what tony now that now, as you're talking about now to keep this brief but now i think maybe one of the places i saw the preview was it was during sunday night football uh yeah. last week uh, and i think it was because that's on nbc and they uh yep. i didn't realize how the show worked but i mean they had the preview showed kind of the, the main character that kind of takes these leaps or whatever, kind of appearing as Joe Montana. And I think uh, that was kind of cool. Like, he's just Joe Montana. That's how the show worked. Um, like, gotcha. here I am. And then I think another guy was, I think it was, like, the lead singer of, like, Motley Crue or something like that. Yeah. It was, oh, uh, yeah. That's the yeah. one that's on Peacock. Yeah. It's, is uh, it Motley Crue? I wasn't sure if it was Motley Crue. But I, I, I don't know if it is. like an it 80s hair yeah, band. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Motley Crue or uh, I'm trying to think. Well, it could be Poison. I think it's oh, Motley. Sure. Crue. It's Motley. It Crue. might be. If you had seen the preview, Tony, you would know. I, I yeah, just, I'm not. I don't keep up with that kind of thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, uh, it's why I do so well in trivia shit because I know all this stuff. It's crazy. It just sits in my head. It's nuts. But I digress, guys. We should talk about the beers we're drinking tonight because we're gonna cry in them during this podcast. Um. So we have. Uh, anybody have new beer? Well. David, do you have a new beer from Florida tonight? Or? Uh, new beer. Well, yeah, new brewery, new beer. Yeah. New, oh, great. Uh, Dave, how about you? Do you have anything new today? I have a new beer, not a new brewery. Okay. Well, then I'll start because got no new beers from uh, no new breweries from Minnesota. Uh, but oh, before we go, I, uh, before we get in the beers, I do want to mention that uh, Elm Creek Brewing, which I am drinking a beer from them tonight. So this segues into it. They are expanding. I sent you guys that, uh, that uh, message. They're expanding. They're redoing their old Ruby Tuesdays uh, uh, restaurant look. I think they're going to redo the inside, too, I hope. And uh, they're going to make it so they have bigger capacity. I think they're going to try to make it so they have more uh, places to sit, more patio space, all kinds of stuff. So, And it's that's crazy that they're, they're expanding so early. Uh, I mean, they just started 
really good news. I yeah. mean, what a year ago? I think they've been uh, out a little, little more. Now. more two, it was before COVID. Sure. Remember, before the three COVID, of us yeah. were sitting out in the patio. I remember yeah. that, but that that okay. would have been that would have been twenty twenty. I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I think it's been a, I think they started right before COVID. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it might have been fall of twenty nineteen or something like that. But yeah, so um, congratulations to them for uh, yeah, awesome news. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you can I'm again, you can find their beers now on most liquor stores around here. So hopefully, that, I get... think that that's probably why. I mean, Tony, mm-hmm. yeah, good point. I mean, I, I I started to get surprised when I was you know seeing their beer not just up you know they happen to be close to my work, but I started mm-hmm. seeing their beer down by me, down by my house. Not that it's yep. that far away, but clearly. They're doing something good. Well, they are. We've all tried their beer. It's definitely, mm-hmm. definitely good beer. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, awesome, positive sign just after a couple of years to make that kind of leap. And because at the very least, Tony, I'm not sure what what they'll do in, inside or out, but at the very least, they're, they're doing that to increase their production. Yeah, exactly right. And just um, I would assume. Yeah, you know, and I still can't get over that their steam beer they had that one time. Yes, well, that I was mean their... it's something like special, but it was still a fantastic beer. But that was their big uh, David. That was their big thing when they started off was we have a yeah. uh, we have a steam beer in Minnesota uh, that nobody else is doing, right? And they had it. We 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 both. I think we all tried it, uh, and it was it was good. Yeah. And I wish they would bring that steam beer back. I really do. Uh, yeah, maybe I, they I, maybe I, they will. Great. Maybe yeah. they will with the expansion, but uh, yeah. So I'm drinking their uh, Honey Double Male Blanc, which is a New England double IPA uh, with Nelson Savine and Enigma hops. Also a little honey in there. Uh, I had this on the podcast before. Uh, it's a good, it's delicious. It goes down really good, guys. Uh, eight point, uh, I think it's 8.3%. So it's... Uh, you have one and you you feel it. So uh yeah. So I just wanted to shout out to Elm Creek tonight. Uh congratulations on your expansion and uh drinking their beer. There you go. Definitely. Uh Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I think I mentioned it last week, actually, when we recorded uh that last week. If you remember, I went to a Waldman brewery for the mm-hmm. first time. Um, and then I think I mentioned that bad weather uh brewing literally shared an alley alleyway with mm-hmm. them. So I, I did, I think I mentioned, I had the chance to go over to bad weather afterwards and I picked up a crawler last week that I saved for tonight's podcast. And it was one of those, uh, I think I mentioned that I was impressed with the uh, bad weather's lineup, which I was and am. And, but I kind of went with a, a home run, something I knew would be really good without even trying it. That's why I mentioned I do. It is a new beer for me from bad weather, but it was something that I just knew I'd love. Uh, it's, it's basically, it doesn't really have a name other than it's called their uh, orange cream ale currently mm-hmm. currently on tap um in in their in their brewery available obviously for crawlers to go like like i got uh, for tonight but like i said i think cream ale has kind of been my beer of the year uh so to speak no secret there and so orange cream ale i mean it kind of i knew i knew i'd love it and i do it you know it's a classical classic you know creamsicle taste to it this one they spe- specifically mentioned that they in in addition to the orange uh, that they add to it. It's also, they also add lactose and vanilla. So you get kind of that sweet, hence creamsicle taste to it. And mm-hmm. uh, there's almost, it almost tastes like there's a little spice to it, which is interesting. Uh, I think that's because, I, I don't know if that's because of the vanilla bean or something else, but yeah, it's really, really good. The only thing I'll throw out there that I kind of found interesting looking at just reading about their, the beer is it's actually brewed with a little bit of corn. So 
just not that I don't, not that I can taste it. Not that it, uh, not, I'm not sure what it did to the, you know, the finish of it, but it, I just thought that was interesting. But so it's only... is, is corn uh, not special enough for you? I mean, do you, do you feel corn is somehow degrading? No, no, no. That's wow. no, I thought okay. it was no, okay. not wow. no, no, no. That's not where I was. That, 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 that was kind of that was kind of what I was the impression I was getting. <laughs> the one thing I will say is it's food court. I don't know. I just got that impression that you're not okay. Well, sorry to come off that way because no, not at all. That's not what I mean. That's, <laughs> I just brought it up because I thought it was really interesting. I don't, I mean, maybe there's maybe I've had other beers that were brewed with corn, but uh, this is the first one that I can think of in a while at least, but uh. Yeah. yeah, it's just delicious. I like I said, I knew it was going to be a crowd pleaser. Um, certainly, crowd of one over here tonight recording. But uh, yeah, the other thing I'll say is it's um, it's only four point six percent alcohol, ABV, wow. so it's really smooth, easy drinking, not too heavy. Yeah, it's like I thought, did not disappoint. Really delicious. So now, uh, bad weather uh, brewing in St. Paul. Who is yep. the? What is the brewery in St. Paul that has the? Um, is gluten free? Oh, um, that's um, that's, Burn Brothers, Burn Brothers, Burning Brothers, Burning Brothers, Burning Brothers. Is that what Burn. it's called? I think Burn. it's so. Burning Brothers. Yeah, I don't think we have we had them on the podcast before. Have we tried Burning Brothers? I don't think so. I don't think we have, and I think there's a reason for that, and I think it's because they're gluten free. Yeah, I've heard some. Well, I think things about them. Well, yeah. And I, I think that uh, um, questionable things is right. Um, I think when you th- look at beers and you see gluten free, I think you kind of like, go, I don't know if I need to have that. Yeah. Right, it, yeah. It, it kind of makes me I mean, obviously, we've we've all had some good. I mean, even, you know, uh, sociable cider works, obviously, majority, if not all of theirs is, is gluten free. Maybe not yeah. all, but a majority. Yeah. Um, we've all had good tasting gluten free. Uh, I guess alcoholic beverages, ciders, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess it does make you kind of double take when you hear a gluten free beer, but it's out there. Um, yeah. mm, I'll to, might have to put it on a podcast some point here in the near future. And yeah, you know, out. I mean, and it, the thing with beer, any spirits to wine, you know, we all know everyone has different tastes, right? That's so true. it's like something could taste bad to one person and might be fantastic to somebody else. I mean, I personally think. Miller Light is trash, but now there's one person on this podcast that loves it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why my uh, father-in-law Tom loved Dave so much. Uh, it's because they're both Miller Light drinkers. We yeah. shared a love um, of the we shared a love of the Vikings and uh, Miller Light. There's a couple of times we were out uh, the racetrack or whatever, and Dave would get a Miller Light, and my Tom would be like, "I wish I, I wish you were my son-in-law instead of Tony." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. But <laughs> in, in now, all, yeah, yeah, I do like to be fair on this podcast. I should, you know, I think people know I do like Miller Light. I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to hide that. I do. Uh, but it's yeah. not like it's not like yeah. I'm saying, oh, this Miller Light's better than this beer I got from Bad. No, no, yeah. no. I mean, you know what I mean? It's kind of more like, hey, if I'm going to have a few beers tonight, yeah, uh, I'm going to make a Miller Light's not uh, there's, you know, a heavy there's a, craft beer. There's a we, place for that. We there's maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, the last the the season ending recap podcast. We should do a macro beer. Oh, podcast. If we're mm. looking for things to do during the off season that are a little bit right. Different. Yeah, just yeah, just shock everyone. 
Well, I think that I think they our, turn it off way earlier than normal. Yeah, <laughs> I think our podcast with the uh, chips and beer, I think that's mm-hmm. going to be some macros with the chips and beer. I think there's going to be some chips that you put together with it the could it could be because it's more it's that Tony. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that'll be more like a um, it's more about the beer in general and the chip, the flavors. Yeah, with, say you know. I don't know. I don't but, think there's an orange cream ale, for example. But if it's a wheat beer, or if it's a, you know, a honey ale, or whatever it is. So, but I think there'd be some chips that go along, or some of those macro beers that go along with some of those chips better than a, you know, a, 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 a well, like I'm drinking tonight, a, 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 a DD or a double IPA. You know, I mean, I don't know what goes along with a honey at double IPA. I don't but, know, Tony. If I ha- if I drink I a know. double, if I drink a double. Double dry hot uh, IPA. I, I'm after one of those. I'm thinking anything tastes good. So that's true. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's almost a one of those things are almost like a pancake or waffle beer because you need so much to suck it up. That's right. That's right. I do need a lot to suck it up tonight. That's why I'm drinking it early because I'm going to start crying about <laughs> stuff. Um, no, that's fine. Well, thank you, Dave, for your your beer. Uh, David, what's going on in the land of uh, Florida tonight? What are you drinking? Yeah, so uh, we've been, this intro to the podcast has been so long, this beer's almost gone. Um, So I got, uh, as I said, I've got a new brewery. Um, This is in Naples. What's funny is I was thinking for the longest time that this brewery was not a brewery Hmm. and that it was a brew house that just had special taps. And uh, a a friend's dad messaged me about the fact that they were going to be coming down in the spring and he's a big beer guy. And so he mentioned this brewery and I was like, I don't think that's actually a brewery. And then I looked it up and sure enough, it actually was. So I've been sitting on this brewery forever. Um, it's called Bonehook in Naples. And um, this is this is the can. Their artwork's pretty good. Ooh. Uh, and they're a really good brewery. Um, I'm, I'm very disappointed that I did not visit it until... I mean, so it was... It was Saturday. What was that Saturday? No, that was last Saturday. So it was almost, um, or it was literally a year to the date of moving down here. So it took me that long to get here. Um, it's too bad. Yeah, this this brewery is really great. They had, I think, uh, 12-ish beers on tap. And so the beer that I got was the Island Breeze, because I might as well just keep with this key lime uh, phase that I've been on since moving down here. Um, this is a coconut lime lager mm, yum that sounds it's delicious. uh yeah it's 4.2 percent, so super light um it is my god it, you know this is a beer you put it on ice you take like two six packs because they come in and go to the beach that allows alcohol mm-hmm. and that's all you do because this is it's really good. It's, it's it? just a really good beer. So I just all I could hear was the coconut and lime, and I stopped listening because it sounds so delicious. Did you say that was an ale or a lager? It's a lager. Okay, yeah. So I when I when I first heard lime, I thought maybe you know you hear again, bring it back to the macro. You know, a Bud Light lime or something right. like that. It just adds a little bit of and it, layer, another layer to that. Yeah, and you know, I would say it's it's pretty it's a pretty similar. I, I mean, it's pretty certain comp concept to, to like Bud Light Line. It's it's definitely very light. It's very um, crisp. Uh, that coconut 
it's really powerful coconut at the beginning. And then the lime sneaks in on the back. Um, there's no hot profile at all. It's very light lager, very smooth. The coconut adds more smoothness to it already. Yeah. I mean, this is just like, like I said, take it to the beach and just sit in the sand and chug. Yeah. Nice. Back to uh, Fort Lauderdale, sitting on the beach. That sounds like a good place yeah. to have. Yeah. yeah. They also give you a free traffic ticket for that or <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Actually, they're, they're really bad about that down here yeah. or not, or maybe good, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, great. A new beer from Florida. Awesome. Um, so guys, I think that's all for the podcast today. Uh, yeah, we yeah. had a draw, and we lose, and then we did, blah, 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 and then uh, playoffs maybe. And uh, no, uh, we have to talk about these games, guys. Uh, we do. No, we don't. Two games. No, we, we don't actually. But don't. we will just briefly, at least. Yeah. Let's get let's get crazy. Um, two games this week, guys. Uh, LAFC on Tuesday night, which was. Weird as a Tuesday night game, it seemed like it sacrilegious, but it you know, really wasn't. But I think whatever. all day I kept forgetting that there was a game. Yeah, I think everybody does. Day of. I mean, I yeah. obviously I didn't I didn't go yeah. to it, but I just yeah. every, I, I'd forget about it. Then I remember, oh, there's a game tonight. Oh, there's a game tonight. I gotta get done. I gotta get home. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. I just kept forgetting about it. It's so odd. I mean, it's the only Tuesday night game that we had this year, right? I mean, I know there's been Wednesday. Yeah, games. yeah. weird. Think, it was a weird thing. I, I feel like. I was going to ask you guys about this. Do you think that the Tuesday night games and the Wednesday night games happened because of taking NFL's first week off? Yeah, I think like, so. Do you think that's what happened? They pushed oh, games that to Tuesday, Sunday? so there was no Sunday games? There was yeah. no Sunday games. That, yeah. Oh, that like, they just didn't want to compete with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, was kind of it, it, it makes sense. I mean, I yeah. from, from MLS's point of view, it certainly makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it was weird. It was. I agree. It's but yeah, I don't. Hard. I haven't heard anywhere that that was the reason. But yeah, good point, David. That that makes perfect sense if that was the reason. So we had yeah, a weird, Tuesday. we had a so weird bonus Tuesday football. So bonus soccer. bonus Tuesday soccer, and then we had a game last night against uh, Sporting Kansas City, the friendliest rivalry, I guess. Whatever you want to call it, I don't not give sure. a shit. It looked like I'm a rivalry. I don't give but... a shit. But uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, Connor's not here to say, but I'm pretty sure Connor was at the game. I don't know if he ever told us he was at the LAFC game, of course. Uh, but yeah. he was. He either was I because I was watching it on you know Xfinity Comcast, and yeah. he there was a couple times where he made a comment or something that happened you know five or six seven seconds ahead of when I saw it. You know, just watching straight cable, he, so I think yeah. he was there. Might have been there. Uh, yeah. Oh, and he made a comment to the to the fans and the reaction. I, I yeah, I think he was there. Put that in context, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so guys, that's two games. Let's just let's just put those games out there right now, and let's talk about overview of the whole freaking week. Well, LAFC was a was a draw, yeah. which I which almost I think, a win. And if almost and if I can if I can start, I just do you mind, Tony, or do you want to? No, you can't start. Okay, I won't. Because I'm not going to let you start. All right. I'm going to say <laughs> LAFC was a draw, which was a, a, a hopeful, hopeful, I mean, not hopeful, but I think I think we all wanted to see at least a draw or a win in that game uh, because we need to get back on our on our feet again 
type of deal. Now, Dave, right. you, can, you can talk, Dave. Now you can talk. All right. Thanks, Tony. Sorry for interrupting. No, the, I guess what I want, I wanted to start with this because it was basically made from a, a comment that Heath made was if you look back, I think it was Dallas. They lost three, nothing. Most recent three nil loss. That was terrible. But he kind of chalked that up to a bad, essentially five minutes where they ended up losing, you know, three nil, something like that. Fair point. Um, then you, then you roll back to Portland prior to the LAFC match. And that was a game that they lost. Fortunately, only one to nil, but it was another, you know, another loss, another game without scoring any goals. And the thing about that one, the one nil in Portland loss, that that was frustrating because it feels like the better team lost. I mean, I agree with Heath. I think he, paraphrasing, I think he said that, but um, yeah, that the, Portland was frustrating because it felt like to me that Minnesota was the better team for a majority of that game, if not all of it, other than a moment or two. And here, the first half of LAFC felt like that to me too um, on Tuesday night. Like I was really. I mean, I, I think I predicted a loss uh, to LAFC. I'm pretty sure I did. You know, that's, you know, after three losses, I was feeling negative. But then turning on the game Tuesday night, watching it, I was impressed with the way that this team came out, played that first half. There was a couple opportunities. Armaria, again, I think Portland, he had like a point blank shot. Armaria did. Armaria had an amazing opportunity in this game against LAFC. So did Reynoso. That was just, I mean, I think it was literally a fingertip save. Ended up hitting the side netting. Um, just, just a couple of moments in that first half that were just really, really frustrating, uh, that, that Minnesota didn't get, get the goal. Although I say frustrating, but it almost made me feel better, you know, in that first 40, 44 minutes of that game, just because, Hey, this team can play, you know, Minnesota, they can play with anyone and they played well at home as they should. I know Minnesota had kind of a, a different lineup for this one, as well as LAFC. It was a, a different lineup for both teams. So that's how I wanted to start us. So. All right. Well, LFC game guys looked good from a standpoint of getting awesome. our mojo back. But the biggest thing I out of that game I saw was that yeah, we looked great, but the end of that game with the Renoso foul missing the next game, that that's where all your dominoes fall. I mean, that's well, that's that's that. That's a great talking point, um, Tony, because, yeah, I mean, it was it was a ticky tack foul, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you could say, you know, damn, I, I don't have it in front of me. I can't see it. But I just remember thinking at the time it was a ticky tack foul. And then you it was what was it? Arango for mm -hmm. LAFC, who was mm. fouling left and right. Yeah. And got a yellow card himself, probably should have had a, a another yellow card and therefore a red. And that's what that, that that's a huge talking point to come out of this game. Adrian Heath was pissed. The players were pissed. Everybody was pissed about it. the treatment. Yep. Seemed like preferential treatment to LAFC with regards to the fouls and cards. David, your your thoughts on the Rongo, I think, because we're, we're texting back and forth. Should he have been gone in the first half? Without a doubt. I mean, I, I think he had three fouls that could have been yellows based mm -hmm. on what they called on Ray. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think he had multiple I, don't, I was gonna look and i forgot I, he had multiple fouls period so it was it was you could argue the number of fouls he had should have constant yeah he had five fouls so you know five fouls well one of which was a yellow so four other fouls that alone should be a yellow mm -hmm. he had a couple of rash fouls he had 
I mean, he was whining like crazy um, about everything. I mean, his entire attitude just screamed he should have been gone. Um, and it, I, I agree 100% with Adrian Heath. I mean, it looked like favoritism. I don't know why he wasn't. Um, and I think I said right towards the end of the half, I was like, he's coming off. They're going to mm-hmm. get him off as soon as possible because, mm-hmm. and then they did literally at mm-hmm. half. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, Dave, Dave said everything that I would want to say. I think that game was, well, and actually Tony, you, you said exactly what I wanted to say. It was a game that looked like we were on the right path back after those two bad losses. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that we played great, but we played well against a very good team. Um, and, you know, everything about that was what we would hope. I, I picked a loss, I believe. Yeah. You, um, yeah, I know I did. Yeah. You picked a loss. I don't have my book in front of me. I think it was 3-1, actually. Yeah, I picked a, I picked a draw because I thought this is going to be the game that came back, which the 1-1 draw kind of said, hey, yeah, they are back. Uh, LAFC, we talked about some uh, texting, fouled a lot, a lot during key moments of that game. Yep. Uh, just to get out of some bad, bad uh, momentum from the loons. Um, and it was, I, I, I can't, I, I, it's surprising to me that, that four fall fouls were called on Arango in the first half. He didn't get two yells out of it because usually with the refs, you get one foul. That's a warning shot. Well, your second one is usually a yellow. And I feel like he got warned after his first yellow. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, he, but in, he in the did. sequence of events. Yeah, in fact, he had a foul right after that yellow card that could have really been a yellow card. And the ref literally went up to him, Dave, you're right, went up to him and said, enough, stop yes. it. And and, it, and, I, and he ended up getting another foul after that. And 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 that's why I don't like it. He was he got a yellow card, a well deserved yellow card because it, it was coming to that. He was really really aggressive and chippy before the yellow card, and then he was warned. And then it was you see this called all the time. I think his last one, maybe I'm wrong, but again, one of the last ones leading into halftime was it was time wasting. But he kicked the ball well the, yeah, out of bounds. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a, you see that called all the time. And considering he was warned on a yellow, multiple fouls, he should have been shown the card there because yep. that that should have been the end of it. And that, that's I know why Heath and some of the players were frustrated because you see that called all the time, and he was warned multiple times, or you know he got carded, and so that that's really frustrating because it's just it does feel like preferential treatment. But uh, yep. yeah, the other thing, the only other thing I really want to talk about in this game, and we got to give a shout out to uh, BK. Right, don't yeah. we? Yeah, or we do. I think it was, I think it was really Reynoso. great header. Yeah, great header. Great header. Reynoso, right? Reynoso yep. corner. Yep. And then, yep. yeah, just it it wasn't just a tap it in header. He got up. He he. It was well placed, well hit, well struck. I mean, well timed. Just it wasn't a gimme. That was an outstanding header by Coleman. It was nice to see that. And who would have thought our first goal in four games? I think nearly over three hundred minutes. They mm-hmm. made um, was Coleman. If you had that bet, then good on you but uh and i hey. yeah i won't get into the uh bk talk on twitter after the game there's an article written about bk after the game uh that uh was uh that went a little hot on twitter and uh, i won't talk about that 
because uh, some fans are still just don't like the guy. So, well, you know, and I would like to say, I mean, I'm never shy away from controversy, but I'm not, I'm going to this time. Um, I would like to say that the goal, which they ended up scoring, I saw a few people blame Kalman, and Kalman was the only one that actually tried to do anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, he was the one that slid in, tried to try to block it. Mm-hmm. And you had Michael Boxall standing like five yards away, raising his hands up like, what's going on? It's like, yeah. well, maybe if you would have, you know, closed him down, it might not have been that way. But well, again, yeah. David, we have people in this it, it supporters, uh, fans of this team who, because of things that have happened in the past, we talked about this before, don't like Brent Coleman. And everything that happens in this pitch, it's Coleman's fault. He did that. He did this. And they cannot, like, differentiate between previous events and what's happening. It's like, it's it's crazy. It's, well, and it's didn't we see, yeah, and didn't we see this in Portland? I mean, like, I think we talked about it, so I'm not going to go over it again. But, I mean, he, he was blamed for the goal that was given up in Portland. But mm-hmm. the yep. real question you should be asking yourself, so first of all, I just mentioned it. Coleman scores the first goal in three and a half games, basically. Um, you know, he scores a goal, but that's not even where I'm going. But then where would this team be without Coleman? You know, you know, well, a couple, you know, at, at, yeah. you know, as we talk about the LFC game, I mean, it was a one nil defeat in Portland and then the, a one, one draw here against LAFC on Tuesday. But I mean, Coleman's are depth and I know, yeah, it's just, he's been an important piece to this club for a long time now. And I just, I just hope people. And, can yeah. I, I definitely have more comments on this once we talk about the next game yeah okay. all right so let's get away from this game then we're we're back guys we got a mojo at maybe least, back a little bit at least it was, hey it was better than three defeats in a row i mean at least exactly. they got a draw right. they got a point yeah. against again, the, you know LAFC. The first, first place in the west exactly. i mean which i mean lafc hasn't been the greatest mm-hmm. team in the past month no, they haven't no but just like minnesota no. united so so we move on, guys. We go to yesterday against SKC in SKC. Lots of supporters going down there. I saw that uh, uh, Dual Citizen sent a bunch of crawlers down there for the game, mm. for the tailgating, which awesome. I was like, I saw a picture. I was like, holy shit, I should have gone to this damn game. Well, these crawlers they sent down. Um, so SKC is basically out of the playoffs. I mean, they are. They were done before this game started, even though they weren't done. They were done before this game started. More or less, yeah. Uh they've had a they've had a really bad season. Uh I, I their uh, Polito, of course, is their their main guy. They've been missing him all year. It's been kind of a I don't know. It, it it's been uncharacteristic of SKC this year. Um but as you guys know, we haven't won a game in SKC yet. Yeah, and you know what? I do know that, Tony, and but I'll tell you what, and they of course they mentioned it ad nauseum last night, right. but I, I always forget because I think it's again it's recency bias. I still have the you know the playoff victory that Minnesota had had and you know they went down there and beat them in the playoffs. Was it mm-hmm. uh, 2020? I believe um, so. Yes. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Um so but so I think I keep putting that in my mind, like, oh, mm-hmm. going to SKC, no big deal. We've mm-hmm. we can we've shown we can win down there, but yeah, it is crazy when you think about you know, regular season, you know, right. they have not, they have not. So uh, I keep forgetting about that. The manager of uh, SKC, his name always escapes me. Peter Vermees. Peter Vermees. 
A, the guy looks like he should be in 1950s football film being the coach for like the Kansas City Chiefs. He's got that face, guys. He's got that yeah. old football player manager type of face. You know that motherfucker gets these guys up for games like this. Yeah. Even if sure. they have nothing to play for, he gets yeah. up this in well, front of their home crowd, in front of their home crowd with nothing to lose. He gets him up, and, and gosh, that's gosh what darn it! What what was the game? And I, I I'm sorry, but uh, I remember remember the last time SKC was here in Minnesota earlier mm-hmm. in the season, not too long ago. They had a real real young squad. They did, sure. and, and I'm pretty sure. Did we come out of that game with just a draw? Yes, I, yes, I, 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 yeah. So I mean, it was a game that kind of we everybody expected. Minnesota win just because it was it was at uh, Allianz Field and it was a very much depleted SKC lineup, but it almost felt like it, yeah, Tony, it was almost felt like it was the coach's will that got so much out of the younger players. Nothing to lose, nothing to lose, guys. Yeah. And that's that that is the the trap that is the uh, the drawback of playing teams like this late in the season when you have everything to play for and they have nothing to play for, is that you get a coach like Pierre Ramiz who can get inspire these guys to play great against a team that needs points. I mean, this is just, it's classic. Yeah. I mean, we I see, this, we see this in every sport around the world, around the United States, around the world. We see this all the time. A team that has nothing to lose comes in and beats a team that has everything to lose. And that's what we got last night. Yeah, and th- this was frustrating, Tony, too, because, I mean, obviously we talked about the the Rays yellow card, so he, he was out of this one due mm-hmm. to accumulation. But mm-hmm. also then Robin Lude, he 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 was injured. Yes. Uh, I think I think coming out of the game last week or on mm-hmm. Tuesday, but I could be wrong about that. But, yeah, either he was injured in the game or in training. So now you're going into this one looking like Robin Lude and Ray aren't going to be available. So that should scare you. You're, you're arguably your two well, best players are out. I still ended up kind of liking the lineup, but you but. play you played David Sterling's uh, favorite uh, four three three, right, David? Oh my God, it's so fantastic! It's like the best best ever. I I have I have wet dreams about it. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> now you're going to now we're going to make this explicit. I mean, I said <laughs> well, we've been fuck. explicit. For I a said while for some I reason. said fuck, but now you said wet dreams. Sorry, make it explicit. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, the four three three. I mean, what else they're gonna do? I mean, they. What else can they do? You have no Robin Lude. You have no Reynoso. I mean, who would you put at the ten then? There's no one. There's nobody there. Yeah, I mean, I I think I said it in our text. I'm like, we. I would rather see uh, Franco at the ten in a four two three one, but we don't have the personnel to put around him. For the four now, two three one, mm-hmm. could they have played? Oh, good. They played, glad you, could they glad have done? You, sorry, Tony. Glad, glad you, glad uh, David brought up Franco because I mean we hadn't seen him in two games. That was one of the reasons maybe that I kind of like the lineup. Just seeing, you know, Franco back after two after two games missed due to the accumulation in red. So, could they have played? Well, they played uh, the game. What game was it? They played the uh, five. Uh, well, that was L.A. Yeah, like, but yeah, they they did that against LA. I wasn't too sure if it was the four two three one or you know the 
um, putting the five defenders back of the five, mm-hmm. two, three, or two, three, five. I mean, they, they probably could have. Yeah. I, I think to do that, though, you would had to have. I think you would have almost had to. Well, you needed Robin Luke. No, I mean, you would have had to have played Benitez. Well, and right. this is yeah. part of my comments that I was saving for this match. So maybe I'll just kind of bring it up. Yeah. Um, you know, it's defensively speaking, we were, we were talking about trying to praise Kalman a little bit in LA or against LA. Um, and, it, you know, people are so hard on Kalman because they love Boxel. And the, the reality is, we've talked about this before. Statistically speaking, Kalman's slightly better than Boxel. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is, we're not necessarily saying that Kalman's good. Mm-hmm. We're saying that Boxel's not good. And well, I mentioned this on Facebook earlier today to someone that you we had Ike, and Ike was so good that it covered up, created a blind spot for how average Boxel was. It, and it, then... Ike left and we got, we had Kelman and they did okay. And then we got Debassi and then mm-hmm. he kind of created a blind spot for how average mm-hmm. uh, Boxel was. And now Debassi's gone. And now we're back to Kelman and Boxel. But now Boxel's two and a half, three, almost three years older. And yeah. he's slowed down a lot since then. We're seeing that. Yeah. yeah and we now we're seeing what it looks like to have mm-hmm. two average spot yep. starters as center backs starting and it it's not and it, the problem is is we don't have anything else for an answer and because of that alan benitez is getting harmed his minutes are getting harmed because mm-hmm. Heath knows damn well he can't play benitez when the cbs play like this no uh, because it's just gonna we're gonna get burned so i think if yeah, I mean, if we could play Benitez out on the wing, then sure, we could do a th- three, three, five, two, or whatever. Um, but then we also don't have any CB depth. So who's our three CBs? If you if you put what Lawrence as the third CB, yeah. then you have no one really to cover. I mean, you have Taylor to cover if somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's just like one of those things. It's compounding and compounding. We haven't done well with our defensive depth at all. I'm I'm trying to will it. I'm trying to will it into existence, but I I know I've mentioned Nabi, you know, Kimunguchi's name a couple times over the last, you know, injured pods and, but he's not, no, he, I mean, he was available last night. He, but I just, the fact is he hasn't seen enough first team playing experience. He just has. I mean, I'd like to kind of see it. Maybe it'll be next year. But we'll, we'll yeah. just find out. Can I, I say, mean, and you're probably right. This is about boxy. Is that I look at it from a uh, uh, comic book type of thing? Always a sidekick, never a superhero, right? Right. Boxy's always a great sidekick. He's never the main guy, though. And we've talked and, about this before, and and and, and people want to love boxy and. I, well, guess what? Yeah, I love Boxy. Well, of course, we I are. love the guy. Right? He's he's been what? the one. He's been a mainstay in this lineup for the last five. You know, basically. Well, he's like been cons- he's been consistent, it. right? Yeah. But he's always had somebody around him that's made him better. Yeah. But when you try to make Boxy the main guy, it doesn't work because we see it. Anybody who watches the games can see why it doesn't work. He gets up too far sometimes. He can't track. He can't track track back fast enough. 
And speaking of getting up too far, uh, before I decided to say half the game, mm-hmm. um, there was a moment that we had a break. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Amaria broke with the ball. And all of a sudden, the next guy up was Michael Boxel. Yeah. Amory took it almost all the way. Actually, he might have taken it into the box. Yeah. And Boxy's the, the next guy back. And I'm like, yeah. what is he doing? I mean, if if there is a loss of possession. Yep. You know, because at that point, obviously, the rest of the team is catching up. So if there's a change in trans, tra- if there's a transition in possession, we're aft. I mean, it's just the way it is. And he does that constantly. And I'm so tired of Adrian Heath on this subject because, again, Adrian took out Brent Kelman late in the game. And Kelman was, after rewatching, Kelman was the better defender last night. Yeah. And Um, I don't know what it is. Everybody thinks that Boxy's better. Well, well, maybe I know we're not going to go into detail on everything that happened in this game, but I mean, maybe we're not. If we're we're going to, we're going to jump on Michael Boxall. Don't, don't. You know where I'm going, Tony. Don't, don't, don't stop. I won't all right, I won't bother. Take Wait, what, what were you going to say? I was just going to say maybe the first goal, SKC score. Well, I no. should say the own goal, Boxel's mm. own goal, to start it off the yeah. uh, score sheet. I mean, I wasn't a fan of that. I thought maybe he could have done a little better, but it's always a tough one. It happens so fast. Mm. But, oh, own goals are rough to, to put are. on a defender because a lot of times it's a culmination of shit that happened before. Um, but... I'll blame there. Well, there it, it, it's tough because Dane was right there. It's just again, it happens so fast. It's hard. Even watching the replay is not going to help because it just it just it was well. Yeah, you know, and I'd like to say Eric Eric Tommy's goal, the second one. Yeah. Um, that was Boxel one hundred percent. Boxel yeah. was like thirty five yards up the pitch. Yeah, and they got the ball out wide, and all yeah. of a sudden he's chasing after I don't remember mm-hmm. who was running through the box, and it didn't matter because there was no one there because Boxel was. 35 yards out to be start that attack. I, um, you know, I've started to think about this after watching Boxel last couple games going too far up. I'm thinking like at the, at the, at the, the, the right, midfield, right? The line at midfield, or put a little electrical line Shot there. Collar on him. Shot collar. He can't go past that line. Yeah. Cause when I he, see him, when I see him up past that line, I'm going, nobody else is back, man. This that's you. I mean, this is this is you're the you're the guy. Mm. Why does he need to be up there that far? Yeah, you know, I I, I agree. I I think um, in in, personally, I don't like to see CBs go up that far. Period. Yeah. Um, But I I get there's there's a point where you want that, and obviously, you know, corner kicks and such, Mm. you're going to want that. But um, I, I think. I, I was going to say, uh, you know, I think the reason why uh, Kalman was pulled was because um, it was because Adrian Heath has a very short memory. You know, Kalman yeah. was probably at fault for Agata's goal mm-hmm. in the 45th. So, you know, in, in that sense, you know, Heath is probably like, well, you know, you know, Kalman was at fault for the last goal they scored. So I'm going to pull him because he's the last person I can remember that did something wrong. Um, but, you know, ultimately this, this is what I really want to say about this. 
we're seeing it more and more now ever since Portland. We have two very average CBs. Even when Debassi is healthy, we have an very average CD and a CB and an above average CB. This has got to change this offseason. They have got to spend some money at center back and they need like three of them because well, you can't depend on Debassi to be back even by April or May. You can't. We well, got the Apple money now. Right. Got the Apple money. So you need to be able to do that. Um, but I mean, this game, guys, as much as, how can I put this? As much as Heath downplayed this game, we needed this game. We really did. We did. And we failed tremendously. Yeah. At least, I mean, at least a point. I mean, it was a, and this is what really frustrated me after watching Portland. You know, I'm talking about Portland like it was a good thing, but it it wasn't. They lost, but they played. I felt Minnesota played well. They played well against LAFC. Should have gotten more out of both those games, 100%. But then watching the first half hour, even before the SKC, you know, even before the first goal, own goal, it was really disappointing in the first half hour because this game Mm -hmm. in, in Kansas City was nothing like you know, Portland or LAFC. It was just bad. It was bad. It was bad yeah. from the start. Yeah, it took it took a half an hour for SKC to get, you know, to get a goal, an own goal uh, by Minnesota. But it it just was bad. I was disappointed from the start and it never got better. It only got much worse. And I yeah, didn't you, give up. And I got it, you know, in all fairness for everybody listening, like I didn't give up on the game like uh like you starting, but I fell asleep in the second I, half. <laughs> I gave up. I do not consider it. I do not consider it giving up. I consider it uh, uh, making a decision that's best for my mental health. Okay. Well, well, perfect. We... The, the funny thing about that was like you guys had talked about giving up on the game, and I don't know if we ever agreed that we would, but like I was, I was watching into the second half, and I think it wasn't much longer into the second. It wasn't too long into the second half that I fell asleep, and then I woke up at about ten thirty. Well, after the game was over and I checked my phone expecting to see, you know, 97 text messages about the game and there was zero. I was like, what? <laughs> no, because yeah. we're all we're all done. We were done, Dave. We were yeah, done. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised. Two things I want to say, guys, about this game. Uh, briefly, Mender Garcia got his first goal, which yes. is great. Congratulations. Awesome. Congratulations, yeah. Mender. Uh, I, he, it was a, well deserved. I mean, the, I not the goal, not the goal itself, but I'm just want to say. You know the, the the minutes that he's put in over the last what four games that yes. he started, and yeah. I think we talked about this in the last podcast. Podcast guys, there is some talent there, and I think that next year, hopefully, we see more Mender Garcia uh, on the pitch, showing his talents in different ways. I think he brings some to the game that that we need. Uh, and uh, you know, I sh- should piggyback that and say. He his performance over the last couple of games, especially, mm-hmm. really makes a strong case for having two attackers up yes. top. Yes, and on top of that, seeing how Amaria plays with him. Yes, seeing how in L. Or I, I keep saying in against L.A. Um, seeing Ray push up. 
And he was so far up that he was basically on average, even with Amaria. Mm-hmm. And then seeing that interaction between those three, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I I really I've always kind of had a soft spot for the for a three five two. Mm-hmm. It looked really intriguing, and Dave's already touched on that point about how that first half was so was so good, so good. Um, yeah. And so it's going to be interesting because we know Adrian's kind of got a thing for the. Four two three one, and like me, loves the four three three. Apparently, um, but you know, he, I, I think he's got to think about it. I, yeah. I, re- I really do. You're right. I mean, the the mender up top with Amaria. We've seen it. We've seen some sparks going on. We've seen some, a little bit of glimmer of hope, as I like to yep. say. And uh, yeah, I think that could work. We'll see if Adrian Heath wants to go that route. Right. I don't and, know. You know, there's one more thing we should talk about. We didn't mention it at all when we talked about LAFC. But what about Denlotti? We got to say something. Oh, boy. No, we don't. We don't have to. No, I, had blank, to. I had completely we don't have to. We don't. Do we, we have he was to? out for what, 22 minutes? 22 yeah. minutes. Yeah. He had like three fouls, a yellow card, should have been a second well, yellow. And not just the fouls and the card, the yellow card. He had some really bad touches, well, kicked, and he had yeah, really he so ugly. Bad. Kick, he kicked the ball to Adrian Heath. I mean, come yeah. on. Was, I mean, come on. that is that was funny. Easily. That was funny. That was the, that was the final straw. He like it was yeah. such a bad pass, yeah. touch, whatever you want to call it. Kicked it right into Adrian Heath, not intentionally. He wasn't trying to play the ball out of bounds, but he did, and it hit yep. Heath. That was just. I mean, that was, that was easily the worst I have ever seen him play yeah and, and i said on twitter that i think that's the last time we see him the rest of the season oh i think so too i mean unless something requires him he's not come back the next year he's he was a reclamation project this year and we've shown that he cannot be reclaimed yeah. for anything uh he could go out to uh la and be like uh what's well, his name edwards and uh looks fantastic do some things out there but again I don't think that Dunlady is. Uh, yeah, I, he he'll fill a roster spot because mm-hmm. we have to since Bongi's injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I yeah, I bet we never see him mm-hmm. in these last two. Mm-hmm. He's flashed for this club this year, didn't he? I mean, he has one goal, doesn't he? If I remember right, well, maybe I feel like he might have two, doesn't? He? Oh, two. maybe and maybe he does. I, I, I don't even... think one off the top of my head, but uh, but yeah, flat. Just that's all it is: flashes and substitutions yeah. and. Yeah, this but is yeah. This this was he glad you pointed it out. It's not like he's been awful no. all year. He hasn't been great all year, unfortunately. I I was expecting a little bit more from him in you know in a substitute role this year, but yeah, that that 20 minutes was just unbelievable. It was brutal. It was I felt bad for him, honestly. I was like, wow, I'd, that is brutal. I didn't want to talk about it on some podcast on the podcast, guys. I really didn't. I didn't want to talk about it. You must have a bottle of liquor somewhere that you can drown your sorrows in yeah potentially i don't want to though i've had my, Sunday night. i gotta go to work tomorrow yeah. yeah um so guys let's finish this up with a look at the standings if All we right. have to uh hey. we now we now sit in sixth place with 45 points uh lafc is right behind us so is rsl uh, Vancouver is knocking the door. Seattle still there with a game in hand. Um, so for Adrian Heath to say this game didn't matter, 
is total bullshit because it did. Uh, yeah. You know, can I say something? I think there's a there's a point that you say things that you know just should get shoved under the rug and ignored. Mm-hmm. That comment, comments that even come close to that, mm-hmm. almost deserve sacking. I mean, he can't possibly have meant that, and he can't possibly. And if he said something like that to the to that effect to the team before a match, saying, "Oh, you don't have to worry about this. This isn't that big of a deal." That's not. That's that's the opposite, Tony, mm-hmm. of a Vermese, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're literally telling your team that you don't have to take this seriously. It's it's that's the whole point. You take every game seriously, right? Yeah. I mean, look how they. Yeah, look how Pierre Vermees had his team playing last night. They. I mean, they're officially eliminated now, um, based on not certainly not their three points that they got last night, but because of other outcomes, right? But. Yeah, well, who was the better coach team? You know, somebody coming in. I don't think he came into the game, or or did he? But I mean, yeah, it's the mindset. You know, Minnesota's above the playoff line. They're fighting. I, yeah, for, they were fighting for a home playoff game. That's what they were fighting for. Yeah, they maybe still could fight for that, but certainly last night, that's what they were fighting for. After the draw against LAFC, they were still alive for you know, still significantly alive for a home playoff match, but, you know, you know, dropping the three points in SKC, it's going to be a tough road now. Yeah. I, I just don't, I, I don't understand the mentality of the playoff line being your goal. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I completely understand the, the idea of arguing, you know, as, as a manager is, you know, your team has made the playoffs X number of years in a row. Right. I, that argument is worthwhile to make. But you shouldn't be arguing that the playoff line is your goal. Never. Well, you should always never. be trying to get higher. I love never. I love how you brought that up, and I maybe we're going to talk about that as we talk about the standings, don't or uh, David? I think we will. Uh, I think you indirectly reference Seattle, who in their MLS existence have never not made the playoffs, right. and yeah. they started out terribly. But look what they've been doing in the last month and a half, two months. They are on fire. And they are going to be one of our challengers, you know, as we look to stay above the playoff line, Minnesota, that is, of course. But yeah, you never, uh, you never do that. Never. You you don't do that in MLS or in soccer in general, because you get such a great uh, uh, vibe from your home fans, especially in the playoffs. You want that home playoff spot. Right. This isn't like if you look at the NFL, if you look at NBA, NHL, whatever. Teams can come back and, and win on the road, whatever. MLS, I mean, you the odds are already against you when you're a road team. For yeah. all all sports, yeah. And all it's, sports, but especially MLS. And it's a, look at the home home away splits for most teams yeah. other than you know your best teams. And it's a one and done. That's I'm that's sorry. crazy. Yeah, that's a crazy well, thing. And like, even like your the, best teams, even your best teams, the away is still not great it's not bad yeah. but it's it's not great it's not great but yeah it but i'm just like i mean if you're the runaway you know support shield right. which lafc is obviously not a runaway because they are actually not leading support shield but yeah it's the it's so funny i'm looking at it right now as we as we're talking the teams that are fighting for playoff spots you look at their away records they're terrible i mean mm-hmm. minnesota actually has one of the better away records 
as you look at, you know, spots five through 10, but it's still not good. So if, if, if Seattle, Vancouver, Salt Lake somehow leapfrogs Minnesota in the standings, you know, they were way records are terrible. It's like, but, but that's what you fight for. I mean, in this sport, in MLS, you're fighting for a playoff spot. You're not, you know, fighting for regular, 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 sorry, help me out. Pro reg is what I mean. Yeah. Pro rel. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I don't know. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't see teams in other sports saying, well, shoot, we're not going to get, we're not going to win the division. So let's just do enough to make, keep this wild card spot. But you, but you, but you, but you, but you can, I mean, you can in other sports in the United States, you can, you can, yes. In NHL, NBA, MLB, even NFL, you can do that. You're MLS. MLS you, though you cannot yeah. do that. Yeah. Look at the Vegas odds. I mean, if if Minnesota was hosting a first round playoff game, their odds of winning that game would be significantly higher than yeah. if they managed to make the playoffs and have to go away. I mean, it's right. just, it's crazy. So, and this game, you know, what it doesn't take a lot of. You don't have to look at the standings long to realize. You know, what would have three points from Sporting Kansas City look like last night? It would have looked pretty good. You still wouldn't be comfortable, but at least, hey, they're they're you know they're what either fourth or fifth, fourth. They they be fourth, fourth yeah. with three points, and now at least you're on the inside fighting out. You know, you're on the inside now. Now right. a win and a draw might be might be enough. We can't say that now. Well, yeah. again, guys, it's it's you look at the NFL wild card teams can can make a run. Because the the fans, I mean, the fans give you a lot in NFL, but they don't give you as much in, as, as they do in soccer. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at uh, MLB, NHL, NBA. You got five or seven game series. I think where the- all you gotta do is win one game, away yeah. game. You win those home games, you're good to go. And part of the problem with you know, and you know, I will just bring it up because we're talking about, it, but like NFL, you know, at least there's at least going to be seven or eight days in between games. Yeah. That's not the case with MLS, especially I think this year it's going to be a bit condensed. You know, they got to yep. finish up their the, the playoffs with the World Cup, you know, yep. happening in November. So it's it's condensed the uh, playoffs so, format this year. So that's the disadvantage. You if you have if you have to play two games in a week, you'd much rather be at home. Where you don't have to even think about travel, right? Or dealing with that, and it, you know, so I mean, when we look at the standings, it's like we can't even be talking about the playoffs, right? Because as we were nope. discussing before we came yeah. on, right? If we could win, a win, next you almost week, assume. Well, that sorry, David. Well, we could win next or not next week, but yeah, next week, two weeks, it is. two weeks, yeah. Um, and and have forty eight points, but yeah. that doesn't guarantee anything nope. because no. that was because my Salt Lake could win two games, mm-hmm. and that puts them at forty nine. And L A could L A has a game in hand, three games. So they've got three games, and we could be out even with a win. Yeah, I mean, that's why I want to bring this up because yeah, David, you straightened me out because I was I maybe I was drinking the Heath Kool Aid, and I said, oh. You know, win against San Jose or, or or Vancouver. You know, the final game, and you're in. No, and I'm glad you straightened me out because that is clearly not the case. And then David, again, spot on to you. You brought it. You brought up the point. It's not only the two the team that you mentioned, LA RSL. You also have Seattle mm-hmm. with 
with another game in hand, mm-hmm. they could technically finish on what six forty-five points, and have the if they did that, you know, assuming Minnesota, you know, stumbled, they they would have the win advantage. So, yep. so yeah, it's this is, this uh, is not a given. I yeah, I, I no. was drinking the Kool Aid. I thought, okay, just win one of the last two, you're good, and. Hey, the way look at Seattle. They, Seattle has been pouring it on lately. Vancouver beat LAFC three nil on no. Wednesday night. I think. I mean, you got teams behind you that are playing well. So yeah, let's not just sleep on this. This is this is um, a little scary. Let's uh, let's stop, guys, because really, we could throw ourselves into a tizzy right now. But we could talk for another hour about this. Because, yeah, I know. I'm about could... ready to throw my microphone through this computer screen. Exactly right. Exactly right. So let's. So let's do this. We got a, a draw and a loss this week. We've argued about, well, not argued, but we've we've vented our frustrations with uh, this team this week. Let's take a small break. We come back. We have predictions for in two weeks. We've got a game against, uh, who is it, uh, Vancouver? San Jose. San Jose. Get San Jose in two weeks on the road. Predictions for that. And then uh, we'll tell a couple funny stories. Hopefully stop crying. Then we'll get out of here. Okay. You guys guys cool with that? Is that okay? Sounds sounds good. Yeah. We'll we'll calm it down a little bit. Okay. Sorry. I hate to be like Mr. Rogers, but I'm just trying to. We're back in uh, just one minute, guys. And we're back. A couple beers. Uh, we're back to uh, predict, guys. What's going to happen in two weeks? Now, the game is two weeks out. Of course, we all know that we have the international break coming up for the next week or two weeks. Uh, some friendlies going on, things like that. So uh, the uh, Loons, do they, is it home or away, guys? Away. Away, away game against San Jose, the... It's going to be a late one on the 1st of October. Shittiest team in the league. Well, not in the league. Sorry. D.C. is the shittiest team in the league. Second shittiest team in the league. San Jose. Worse in, worse in the West, though, at least. But. Yes. Former uh, well, Calvo played for a little bit. Now he's in Turkey. Uh, our boy. Scoring uh, goals. Yeah, that's right. Our boy uh, uh, Sniper plays for San Jose, doesn't he not? Correct. Yep. Uh, so let's do some predictions, guys. I'll go first. San Jose versus Loons. I'm going to predict a 2-0 win for the Loons. That's where I'm going. This is where we get our three points back in the playoff conversation in terms of like maybe getting a home game. Uh, things will start happening next in two weeks. So, uh, David, what's your prediction? Um, let me take a drink here. All right, <laughs> go ahead. I am going to pick a three-one Minnesota. All right. I I just think Ray will be back. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, Frank is obviously back. Mm-hmm. This team can't be this bad. They can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and San Jose is really bad. Now, yeah. mind you, they have a decent home record. It's not great, but it's not bad. 
Um, but they have a pretty bad defense. 64 goals in the season. That's that's rough. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just think, yeah, the the loons are gonna oh God damn it, they better. They better. Three one. Yeah. Uh Dave. All right, yeah, I don't need to spend too much time on this because I, I like your guys' predictions. I think I, valid points. Um, so I'm I, I I'd like to go. I'm not. I'll, the only thing I'll say is I'm not going to go two one like I, I tend to do too often. <laughs> and so I'm going to have to piggyback on Dave. I I'm going to go three one. I want to go four nil or something like that, but I just can't. I, I'm going to piggyback with David's predi- prediction and go three one. Right. You so guys have, covered. You we guys all have a win. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we have no Connor tonight again, so no history. But I do have two funny stories. Now, before we get into two funny stories, one has nudity in it. There's naked people. I'm going to give you guys the places where these two funny stories happened. You guys will let me know where you think the nudity happened at. So one funny story happening at a nursing home. One funny story happening happened at a bar in North Dakota. Where do you think nudity happened at, uh, David? Nursing home. Okay, Dave. A train car. No, not train car. No, really? No, no. What? Well, you you <laughs> asked us where did the nudity happen, right? Yeah, in, in the nursing home or the bar. Oh, sorry, sorry. I missed train that car. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought was it was an open, sorry. I thought it was an open-ended question. No, it's not <laughs> an open-ended question. <laughs> sorry. Do you think that. nudity happens in a train car? It's open-ended Tony, Tony, in North Dakota, Dakota, Tony, Tony I'm sorry. Just to explain this, when you were when you asked that question, Tony, yeah. all I heard was nudity, 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 nudity. Like yeah. I, I, I couldn't hear anything else. I you was, don't actually get to see it, Dave. Yeah, it's, you don't. So obviously, it's and maybe you don't want to. Obviously, it, it's a bar. The bar. Okay, so you the bar. Obviously, that's the obvious. David has the uh, nursing home. That's an easy question. So we'll start with the bar first. Uh, this is out of uh, Bring Me the News. Had this, so this is a kind of a local story. Uh, this happened in North Dakota. Uh, rabies alert. After a woman brings raccoon into a North Dakota bar, guys. Hmm, that's never uh, a good starting point. Public, well, I don't think there's gonna be a nakedness in this bar, Dave. Sorry, I tell you. Damn it. Uh, public health officials in North Dakota issued a rabies alert Tuesday after learning someone brought a captive raccoon inside a bar in the small town of Maddock, North Dakota. Uh, they're advising anyone who may have been bitten or had contact with the raccoon saliva to speak with them. Is it happened at this Maddock bar last Tuesday? Uh, bartender Cindy Smith told the Bismarck Tribune a local resident carried the animal into the bar during happy hour and showed it off to another customer. No big deal, guys. Just bring your raccoon to the bar. They make lovely pets. Yeah. Show yeah. it to the customer. Look who I found outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the woman was immediately asked to leave, of course. Uh, we finally got her out, out with it, and that's all that happened, Smith said. There was another incident. It never let, left her arms one time. And it was absolutely not biting. So it was in her arms. So she brings a raccoon in the bar, like cuddling it like a cat or a dog, pretty much. And uh, yeah, so of course, North Dakota had to put out a rabies thing because, hey, raccoon was in a fucking bar. I, okay, so who issued the rabies alert? 
the North state? Dakota, the state did, yes, yes. They had to. So how did they know it wasn't a pet? Well, it could have been. But, of course, raccoons, I don't think, have, like, papers. So I'm thinking, like, your raccoon check for rabies. But, I mean, if the, you know, why not just ask the person who brought it in? Again, it's North Dakota. Is she really going to say if it has rabies or not? I, or- I like that the bartender was like, well, the, there was it wasn't biting. It was almost like I forced this person to leave, but yeah. I'm going to stand up for the raccoon. Well, yeah, I mean, but it begs the question, why bring a raccoon into a bar anyways? I mean, uh, icebreaker. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're kind of fun looking. They're funny or fun. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty. They're creepily human. Well, mm-hmm. when I go to boondocks every weekend, I'm not bringing Draco in. You know, I don't feel the need to bring my dog in there. Maybe I bring a freaking raccoon. Oh, to- well, to be fair, I mean, I I love bringing dogs into breweries. Well, I know you do, Dave, but they're normally dog friendly breweries, right? Right. So, if it, they would have put this uh, raccoon on a leash, uh, do you think the people would have thought differently of it? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I I just it just boggles my mind why you think that a raccoon is something you bring to a bar. I mean. I mean, I, I think the wait to say woman. Yeah. Okay. I think the the woman it was um, lonely. Um, mm-hmm. was looking for a date, maybe, and felt that a raccoon in North Dakota might be an attraction. Potentially. Yeah, and that is North Dakota. There's not a lot going on there. Uh, oh, so it's maybe it's certain. It's certainly a conversation starter. Yeah, well, I mean, of course it is. I, yeah. If I saw a raccoon in the bar, and I'd be like, "What's up with your raccoon?" For sure, exactly. Mm-hmm. Be my first I, question. I would be trying to feed it alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> of course he would, David. Hey, you want a Miller Light? Here you go. Yeah. There you go. That's about all it's good for. I'm yeah. good. Sorry, I'm tote. That's that was mean. Ah, uh, that's you're, funny. You're good. David, you're going to go to a bar in Florida one of these days in the next couple of years. Somebody's going to bring their pet alligator in. I bet you five bucks. I could see that happen. Yeah, that 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 would happen. So, raccoon in a bar, not the naked story. So, obviously, it's a nursing home. Uh, <laughs> not the train car. We've already not a train, train car. Train car. Though, I'm Let's sure... be clear, there is no train car in it. No, there's no train car anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're done. So, guys, uh, <laughs> this this story cracks me up. Nursing home hired a stripper. Sorry, my oh, voice. I saw this. I saw this for for seniors <laughs> in wheelchairs, and they uh, of course said we're very sorry for doing this. Uh, this was a. This probably wasn't a proper setting to set pulses racing. Nursing home has been forced to apologize for hiring a stripper to perform for senior citizens in wheelchairs. The Taiyuan Veterans Home, a state-run facility for retired Army personnel in Taiwan, paid the adult entertainer for a steamy show to celebrate the Mid-Autumn Festival, an important holiday in Chinese culture, whereby people gather to celebrate the rice and the wheat harvests of the season. Video of the raunchy performance, which took place last Thursday, was filmed by an attendee before it was posted on social media and quickly went viral. I saw a picture of this. Yeah. Yeah. 
the King Eclipse shows a masked up erotic dancer. Now they're all wearing masks, which is right more crazy. Uh, rock dancer clad in lacy lingerie, giving one elderly man a lap dance and thrusting her breasts into his face. And I'm pretty sure he was touching those. Yeah, he was groping them. He was totally the picture he was, that I saw. He, <laughs> he had the hands out. He was going all in. The man doesn't appear to mind, however, and can be seen squeezing the woman's ass. Doesn't appear to mind. Yeah, as she enthusiastically mind. reads her body. Other nursing home residents clapped along enthusiastically, seeming to relish the raunchy show. But the senior care facility was hit with backlash and subsequently released a statement saying, the intention of the event was to entertain residents and make them happy. We're very sorry for the event. Pretty sure they did. Pretty sure they they did that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Nursing home spokesperson added that the mid-autumn festival's parties have been canceled at nursing homes because of COVID. The list of resident spirits, they arranged for the strippers to perform a show. However, they conceded that erotic dancers' actions were too enthusiastic and fiery and they would be more cautious when planning such events in the future. They said they said there was also more sedate games of bingo and some karaoke in the adjoining nursing hall rooms. So, first. Yeah. Were, first question, uh, maybe only question, were the residents warned? I this was going to be good, good, good question. They, That's a really good question. Well, they probably had an activity. They had an activity calendar. Yeah, and, right. and, and the activity calendar said uh, bingo, karaoke, or strip show. And I because, think most of them yeah. showed up to the strip show. I, 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 is it here? And here's the question: You hear this all the time. It's other people being offended by other people's actions. Whereas, right. you, if you ask a bunch of, I, I don't know these people, obviously none of us do, but if you asked a bunch of them, hey, would you mind if a exotic dancer stripper came in here and performed a show? You know, I bet a number of them would have said, heck yeah. But hey, I, mean, yeah. I mean, you know, that's why I'm saying it doesn't matter. I don't know. It, it's, yeah, I, I, just don't, I, I, I don't, I don't think people should look at that and be offended. No, I mean, maybe no. I'm not saying that people in that building, whether it's the workers or, you know, the nurses or whatever, or even some of the, the people in that facility might have been offended. But I guarantee you there was a bunch of people live there that were, you know what, what the heck, let's go. And, uh, you know, I, I'm of uh, the persuasion that would be these people are in a nursing home, mm-hmm. which means... They're more than likely towards the end of their life. Correct. Nearing that stage, right? Correct. They're in that stage. Yes. I mean, that's let why them I just, enjoy themselves. That, right. That's what I say. So, like, I, I, I am, you know, I'm not going to say there weren't people in that facility that were offended by those actions. Right. But, like, like, I don't want people looking at this on social media being offended by that. Right. What I mean, it's like let's let's, and let's hold up on your judgment a little bit. Yeah. They were all they were all wearing masks. They're being COVID safe. So I mean, uh, you know, my thing is, if I get to that age, I'm in a wheelchair, and my you know senior center wants to bring a stripper in, I'd be like, absolutely. You, you know, know what? And I keep I, I'm circling around the point. My point is, who knows? Maybe the the nursing home and everybody involved had a great time mm-hmm. then this gets out on social mm-hmm. media goes viral right. 
the, the country, the, the, the nursing home and the country is all a shame. But you know what? Maybe it was a good thing. Maybe 99% of the people in that building at that time had a great old time. And then it goes viral and then they have to be all ashamed. And, so, and I would point out, I mean, if, if the actions of that particular man mm-hmm. or if it was multiple um, bothered the stripper herself, Okay, that's something different. It didn't. Right. No, it, you can tell by the pictures. Did not bother her at all. Right. So if she and was that, okay with that too, then yeah. I just don't see uh, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, this is one of the rare times, Tony. I love your your stories, and this is one of the rare times that I did actually see this on. I think it was Twitter on social media. Yeah. That I I saw the picture, and, and it was just a. It wasn't a video. It was just a still framed picture. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure everybody in that picture, the stripper, the the people. Everybody's having a great old time. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah. That was the take that I got from looking yeah. at that picture. They I were certainly didn't get. I certainly, I personally was not offended from seeing that. Look, I, yeah, I just feel like if if that guy passed tomorrow, he had fun. He had a good time, right? And that that's what that's what you know, a nursing home should be about. Well, exactly point, right. right. What are these people in nursing homes that get other? Than, I mean, they get like, they watch TV. They play some bingo. Right. They get probably shitty food. Maybe. Yep. Get, guess what? Bring a stripper in. She's going to take her clothes off. Let her be, touch her a little bit. <laughs> I might die tomorrow. But at least I got one more shot. Right? Yep. You know, that's yeah. this, this old guy in this video. I mean, this picture. He's loving this shit. This, this yeah. guy is like in heaven. Yeah, Dave, um, I, I agree with you. It, it's probably somebody was offended with what it was. Mm-hmm. And felt necessary to pass that offense well, on to everyone else. It wasn't. It, is, it wasn't one of the nurses. Nurses that was dancing. It was a paid, you know, no. stripper. She and actually, was that was her job. She knew what she was getting into. Actually, I think I, in one of the pictures, I see one of the potentially one of the nurses behind her, videotaping this shit and smiling about it. So she's having a good time. Uh, I think the problem, guys, is is Taiwan. They have mm. a different culture there, of course. Well, if that and, happened down here, that'd be a wolf. Well, I think that I think it happens in the United States. I think this has happened before. I bet you it has, and nobody said anything about it. Nope. You know, because we don't. We it's like they're old people. They're about to die. They're here because they're about to die. Why can't they have some fun? Yeah. I, I guess I would also say another caveat would be if there were any staff that felt they were pressured to be involved in that, yeah, I, I would get that complaint too. Yeah. But it's I still don't think that it takes away from the fact that if that something that people want, then do it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we we have to be cognizant about people who didn't want it. But I mean, as long as they weren't forced or compelled or coerced into participating then i don't give a shit there were other activities going on they could have been involved in yeah so you know that's that's that right let the old guys have the fucking strippers and they're they're military guys too yeah Yeah. probably yeah come on probably like woohoo yeah oh they were very woohoo i bet Mm -hmm. there was a lot of uh they had a lot of happy uh, dreams that night i bet yeah 
So, uh, yeah, so strippers in uh, nursing homes, guys. Good for those guys. Raccoons in a bar. I mean, come on. I Next mean, week, it'll be raccoon strippers in a could be. train car. Could have been worse. Could have been a raccoon. Yes. Could have been a train car. You're right. Yeah. Could have been worse. Could have been a raccoon in a nursing home that got a little crazy with the rabies. Uh, could, yeah. See, that, that, would be, that wouldn't be a fun story. That wouldn't be a fun story. But and, you missed the train car. Well, the train car. Yeah, <laughs> I need that. That's, I'm gonna. That's gonna have to be the 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 the, uh, the uh, title of this podcast is train car. Yeah. Being the dead bush in a train car. Being dead bush. Car. Nah, it doesn't work, Tony. That doesn't. No work. train car. No. That's not gonna get any clicks. No, no. we're gonna. This this title is gonna be playoffs. They're talking about playoffs. I hope we just win another game. Yeah, that, that works. That works. Yeah. We're, we talked about playoffs, and we're. Yeah. Uh. We should probably get out of here, guys, because... Yeah, probably. Well, But uh, anything you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Anything you want to say quickly? No, if anybody's still listening, thank you for putting up with all that. But it was a fun mm-hmm. episode, at least after talking about, you know, especially after last night's SKC loss. That was brutal, but um, yeah, let's move on. I'm, I'm almost kind of glad we have uh, two weeks before the next game. Mm-hmm. Get everybody yeah. healthy. Get, you know, the, we'll have our players back, Ray and Lude, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Be optimistic. Yeah, it should be uh it should be okay. Hopefully, should be yeah. Christmas. Uh, yeah. So hopefully, uh, Connor's back in two weeks after his uh, two week uh, vacation. Uh, we're not paying him for these two weeks off anyway. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, PTO is not a benefit uh, with us. Have, his, his 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 weekly checks are yeah. going to be suspended until further. I mean, yeah. Our health plan is pretty good, but uh, we don't allow PTO these weeks. Wait, off. we have a health plan. We, yeah, we what the hell is that? We get paid well, per episode, not just for you know, yeah. being part of it. That we we talked about this, David. There's a health plan uh, for this podcast. You you you've never told me that. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that when well, I moved away, it was like, oh, no, sweet, you, we can skip him. You were complaining that it was an H to say, you know. High deductible yeah. PPO. You, you were complaining about that kind of shit. Yeah, that that, that actually might ring a bell. Not yeah, sure. yeah. Talk about this, but it's okay. We'll talk about the premiums are smaller. That yeah. we have to. Do that, right? We have to. Yeah, we're not making a lot of money anymore. We're just we're kind of out. So, uh, yeah. So, two weeks, guys. Play uh, San Jose, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that after that game. So, uh, better be talking about a win after that game. I hope so. Better be. So uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave and David, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go Strippers. <laughs> <laughs>